And people will say, how do you know which one's Danny? How do you know which one's David? They sound exactly alike. And a friend would say, give it five minutes. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. We've touched on this topic back in episode number 48 in addressing how to help introverts become great speakers. And today I want to talk a little bit more about it because we're dealing with more and more professionals, leaders within their space who are not only getting on stages, but they're speaking at conferences, they're speaking with their leadership teams, they're speaking in different environments, and they need to understand how to master the art of speaking even if they're an introvert. Let me start by saying that public speaking as a whole can be a daunting task for anybody, regardless of your personality type, your background, your upbringing. And the thought of being able to stand in front of an audience, it can instill fear. It can bring the sense of terror. And we know that three out of four people struggle with some anxiety when they get on that stage. Could this be compounded if you're an introvert? Well, we're going to address that in this conversation because more and more of the leaders that we're training might say that they are aligned with being an introvert. Dan, why is it so important that we address this conversation, this topic? I love that we're going to help introverts get on that spotlight and speak with clarity, conviction, and confidence. Thanks, David. I want to first of all say that there, there is this misconception and this widespread belief that Introverted leaders can't make good public speakers. I don't believe that. I believe that every single person, no matter who you are, what you are, as a child, when you pick up that, that stone in the river that's, that has that nice color and smooth, you're excited and you want to tell people about it. When you find your, something that excites you and you find something you're passionate about, you can tell people about it with joy and enthusiasm. You come across authentic. And that's the key. Authenticity is the key. And when you do that, the little things that may not be normal and it comes to a public speaking realm can be coached and tweaked. But we don't want to get rid of that authenticity. I believe introverted leaders are really in touch with who they are. And sometimes because they know who they are, they don't act the way that people think they should be acting. And that is the reason why it comes across as awkward. It can come across as weird and not relatable at times. So when we put all the pieces together and we work it all out together, I believe some of the best speakers in the world are introverts, believe it or not. I agree, Dan. And I think that when you look back at it, they tend to have some incredible strengths. We're going to address those in a little bit, but they have the ability to be in tune with, in many ways, the audience. And they can fill the crowd. 
better than those who would consider themselves to be extroverts. And this can help them when they're presenting. This can help them when they're speaking before audiences of different sizes. This can help them when they're trying to stay on script or stay in tune to their agenda. This is important. And from my experience in working over the last few years, Dan, with our business and getting our book out, I've enjoyed working personally with people that identify themselves as introverts. And they're easier to coach. They're easier to work with in terms of being able to mold and, and train and help them to, to take aspects of their strengths and accentuate those areas. They're more sensitive and they could be what I would call present. And to me, they choose their words a little more carefully. They tend to be the ones who speak. And when they speak, others say, hey, they're worth listening to. But just like extroverts, Dan, we all can suffer with some sense of anxiety, this sense of, of stage fright, this sense of shyness. But we're going to address that. And I think this is why we're having this conversation, because there are a lot of leaders out here that will uh, associate shyness or associate being an introvert with not being uh, competent enough to get on stage, not being comfortable enough to work through their nerves. And I want people to understand that nerves are natural. <laughs> nerves nerves keep you grounded. They, they let you know you're alive. And, and so there's something about taking those nerves and that nervous energy, that anxiety, and, and channeling it into something that's positive, something that motivates you, something that moves you forward. And this is why I want to talk about this, Dan. So let's just jump into what are some great tips? Let's just jump into some ideas for people that might say they're introverted. And even for people that are extroverts, maybe they'll learn something from this. But what are some tips you want to throw out or what are some things we should start touching on with this? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, Finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips 
on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thanks, David. Now, before we jump in, I think it's very helpful for the audience to know that though you and I are, are identical twins, we're kind of opposite. There was a time growing up where whether we're in high school or college, specifically when we're in college, and we did undergraduate together, undergraduate, not grad school, but undergraduate together. And people will say, how do you know which one's Danny? How do you know which one's David? They sound exactly alike. And a friend would say, give it five minutes. And in five minutes, you'll see one twin still talking to everybody, walking around, smiling, giving people high fives. And you see another twin kind of trying to find his way into a, into a little room or a little corner and just to try to be by himself. And that is the difference between the two of us. Though we're both identical twins and we are both public speakers, what makes us a little bit different is that David is known to be an extrovert. I am known to be an introvert. And I would rather spend my days and times sitting down, reading, tinkering with things. Though I've been doing sales training in the SaaS way for a long time, I still take technical training courses. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Dallas at the Microsoft Training Center taking a technical training program myself, along with other managed service providers. To me, it's still fun and exciting to be able to touch things with my hands, to touch a keyboard, to program something, create a virtual desktop and things like that. It's still exciting, still fun. But I want the audience to know before we get into the tips that though you and I are twins, we are opposite. And after I get done speaking, my rest of my day is shot. I got to go recuperate. I have to go get my energy back. And the best way for me to do that is go out and veg out on uh, technical programming. I've been getting into aeronautical engineering lately and, and just watching a lot of, of how different components of the airplane are built and the newer components and, and, and composites and things like that. It's been getting really exciting to me as well. And, and diving into AI has been really exciting as well. So I've been taking those things to recuperate, to get my energy up, to be able to come back and give to people, if that makes sense. So let's look at number one. I think it comes down to be yourself. A lot of times we believe that we have to fit ourselves into a mold of a certain public speaker. We see Tony Robbins out there and, and big hands, boisterous voice, and we think we have to be just like him. Or we see Gary Vandershark out of New York media and, and, really the way he talks and how he comes across, we think we have to be like that. I've seen a lot of speakers come out and every other word is a bleep word. And that's who they are. That's what they are. I've seen other speakers come out and all they do is is express gratitude and praise. Everybody's unique and different. As long as you're true to yourself, you may not sit well with all audiences. You may not. But you just need to sit well with yourself. 
and the people that are drawn to you, the people that like who you are and what you are, and they see the authenticity, they're going to be your audience. So let's make sure everyone understands that you do not have to be like other people. You have to be yourself. So we want to start with this. Be yourself is the very first tip that you have to do. And I will tell you right now, if you're preparing today to give a public speaking opportunity and you get a speech, I don't care if it's a Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts at your kid's school or if it's on the main stage, 10,000 people, you have to be yourself. And if you are able to be yourself, then you're able to give a great speech or a great TED Talk and people are going to look at you and they're going to be drawn to you. So don't mm -hmm. be like somebody else. Just be you. That's the very first tip that I tell everybody every time. Yeah, Dan, I agree. I think it's important to find your own voice and lean to your strengths. When you display that, it draws audiences in closer to you. I do want to do a, a real quick pause here and sense of when you talk about extroverts, introverts, yes, Dan, I'm the extreme extrovert. You've grown over the years and you've gotten more comfortable being on stage to where maybe your energy in so many ways can be in line with what they would call an ambivert, where you would get energized by being alone to charge your batteries, but then you also get energized when you're being with close friends, people that you trust, people that you admire. And so in some ways, I think you you have more of that ambivert kind of thing where you're more aligned in that way. So I want to throw that out there. I think that's important. But I also want to go back to what you said about finding your own voice, playing to your own strengths, figure out who you are, be authentic to who you are, because this is what's going to draw people closer to you. This is what they want to know. They want to know, hey, they're not alone, that maybe they are aligned with you. Maybe they think like you think. And this is why it's important. This is why it's vital that you display who you are on stage, who you are off stage, that they're the same person, that they're not different. It's not that you take on this persona and then now you're off stage. They're not. Now, in a few moments, Dan, I think we're going to touch on something that might seem to be contrary to this point. But I think if our audiences are listening to what we're saying, they're going to see the natural progression and why this can make sense. Find your voice. If you're not normally witty, don't try to crack jokes. If you are great at storytelling, lean into that and add stories. If you are someone who loves data, and we have a good friend in our own sector, Dan, Jamie Bain, who's great at throwing out numbers, data, and, and he's great at, at forecasting based on what he's seen as trends, that's his style. You get up there and tell Jay to speak on something else, people might wonder, oh, who is that on stage? That's not Jay, but it's his style. We have a good friend, Doug Jacoby, who was a lot like that when it comes to more of the, the educational space and speaking of theology. And, and we would say, hey, that's not Doug, if, that, if he didn't stay true to himself. But people come to re welcome that. They love that. So you've got to stay true to yourself. You may not be ET, but it doesn't mean you can't have energy when you come to stage. So you've got to stick to your strengths. This is why it's important. Thank you, David, for saying uh, I'm an ambivert. I think I have transformed over the years to the first time I got on stage when you challenged me when I was at Howard University. said, hey, why don't you run for office? That's not me. I'd rather be in the library and and you know, when I was doing a double major in, in mechanical engineering physics uh, and I graduated from college, I actually had a few thousand dollars of outstanding library fees because I did I just didn't return books. So when we think about our strengths, I would tell people, as you said, you have to be the subject matter expert uh, to come across as authentic and to be yourself. You have to be comfortable about what you're talking about. 
if someone comes up and tells me, hey, Danny, I want you to do a speech on XYZ and I don't know XYZ, that doesn't, that's not going to come across as authentic. In fact, it may come across in a way where people think I'm reading or it may yeah. come across where my back is turned to the audience because I'm actually reading the PowerPoint along with what the audience can read. And that's not authentic. So I think it's very important that when you do speak, it's very it comes across because you know the ex, the the, uh, the topic. And they normally yep. call those SMEs, right? Subject matter experts. When you're doing something, you want to bring in a SME. If I'm working on something, I want to bring in a SME, maybe to validate what I did. Does it make sense? Does it look right? Uh, if I'm working on uh, an aspect of my car, an aspect of something I'm doing, I'm going to bring in somebody who knows what they're talking about. Hey, does this make sense? And when someone is speaking, and you know that they are the, what I call the authority of it. You tend to listen and lean in because you want to know exactly what they know. Mm -hmm. And I think the great thing about the human species and any animal, any animal species is that when you learn something, you tend to pass it down from generation to generation. And the great thing about the internet today, the great thing about YouTube, the great thing about the search, searching for certain topics, you can go and listen and you can learn from someone who's already done all the hard work, someone who has a PhD in, someone right. who's already done all the efforts of learning something, they're the subject matter expert and you can learn from them. So yeah. once you're authentic, you find your voice, you find who you are and, you, and you're true to yourself, then you're going to be able to speak on something that you know and people are going to be gravitated to you. And that's what's great about knowing yourself. That's what's great about being the subject matter expert is that people will lean in and they'll, they'll hear the creative juices. I mean, just hear you speak. And when they hear you speak, they're going to say, wow, he's passionate or she's passionate. They can hear the tone in your voice. They can see the energy in your body movement, how you get excited about talking about that one topic. And then they're going to lean in a little bit further and they're going to lean in on every single word you have to say. And that's what creates the lasting impact in people when they hear you speak. Dan, I also want to add something, if you don't mind me throwing this in there about being a subject matter expert. When you're confident and comfortable with what you know you could talk about at a drop of a dime that you can talk about better than anybody else, it helps to deal with those nerves. It helps to deal with that anxiety. It helps to overcome that tension, that stress that might seize a normal person before they go on stage. Being comfortable with your content helps in so many different ways. The other thing I would say about that is that Many of the clients that we've had over the years that have been what they would call aligned with being an introvert, they're very good at storytelling. They, they don't leave details out. They're very descriptive. They're very great at they're very good at connecting the point or the moral of the story with the area that they're, they're addressing that might align with your business, align with your objective or your mission of your your department. They're great at that, and they're able to share personal background and insight to make powerful illustrations in that story. The other thing I want to throw out there is this. I think what you could do, and I've seen this in so many different ways when it comes to performers, people would naturally think that all entertainers, all performers are extroverts. And that's not true. Uh, my very own wife was a theater major in college. And being an actress, she said not everybody was an extrovert. There are quite a few, probably more introverts than extroverts. But in order to get to that place where they're comfortable speaking on stage, they had to sometimes take on this persona. And so I would say, look, see yourself as a performance. You're getting up there and you're giving a performance. You're getting up there, you're giving to the audience what they need, and this helps you as an introvert. Not that you wanna to pretend to be somebody you're not, because Dan, I've talked about this. 
you want to be authentic and true to yourself. But you might have to learn until you get to the point after practice, after the point of you're comfortable to go up there and say, hey, I'm going to take on this persona and give this presentation. So I would say that it might seem contradictory to the first point we made, but in reality, it's helping you to say, I'm playing this role in order to give my audience what they need because they've got to see who I really am. And that sometimes combats that whole, what we call not just anxiety, it's the imposter syndrome. It's that sense of, well, I'm not really here. I don't belong, but you really are. You're really meant to be there. And being an extrovert, or an introvert doesn't mean you're not going to be a great speaker. So sometimes you might have to say, until I become that, I've got to play that. And I know this is who I'm going to be. So I would say, consider yourself getting ready to take that stage and getting that mindset you need to have. And that's how you give to your audience. You know, thanks, David. Uh, I will tell you that I did not know that Leslie, uh, as a performance major, and you're right, she was a performance major. She can get up and she can speak in front of people. She can do the news. If you, By the way, if anybody needs uh, an anchor or somebody to do the news uh, <laughs> at the last moment, give her a call. She is natural in front of the camera. But I did not know that the majority of the people who did acting were actually introverts or ambiverts, as you stated earlier. That would actually make sense. I've seen, uh, as you know, some famous actors and uh, tend to shy away from public. In front of the camera, when they say action, they're amazing. But you never see them in the news. You never see them going to award shows or banquets. They, they're just happy being at home. So I did not know that a majority of them. That's, that does make sense. Now that you understand being yourself is important, understanding the subject matter expertise is very important, the performances, all that, putting it together. And the more you're comfortable with the subject, because that's who you are, the more you're going to come across naturally where people mm-hmm. see you. I think another thing is important is uh, preparation and practice. Yeah. And one of the things I love about my background, outside being an engineer at heart and having an engineering degree, is the fact that I was in the military. And being in the military, what's important is that we do so much exercises that every time we complete an exercise, we always go back and we review. And we review it to make sure that everyone followed the protocols, everyone followed the procedure. And we practice it over and over and over again. Even every summer, we would spend two weeks out in the desert or two weeks out in the wilderness. And we would practice over and over and over again. Why? Why was it so important to practice over and over again? In, in my unit, I was in charge of uh, all the medicines. Uh, I was a the NCO, the non-commissioned officer in charge of all the medical supplies. And my I had the keys. I basically had all the drugs. And it was very important that we had the hospital set up. We set up field hospitals. When there's a battle and there's a war, if we do not set up the hospital at the right time, the right moment, get the generators up and running, we, we don't have everything uh, clean. Uh, and, and when we call clean, it's a, it's a clean for operating rooms. People can die. Wow. And it's very important that everyone follows a procedure. Yes, there's a procedure to go out and fight a battle. But people don't realize there's also a procedure on the back end to setting up the hospital to make sure it's clean, it's sanitized, to make sure all the medicines are where it's supposed to be. Because believe it or not, there are certain war conditions where people can be addicted to painkillers. Mm. And I have to have the ability to make sure I can secure each of those components and not be intimidated 
by a soldier with a weapon to give him or her uh, extra drugs, if that makes sense. So we all have procedures we need to follow. And if we don't follow those procedures, people die. So it's very important when it comes to public speaking as well. Uh, and I think introverts do a great job, right? I have my spreadsheets. I can write down every component, what happens here, what happens there. I can follow all the, the, the diagram components when it's important, but it's important to practice. And I want to yeah. tell everybody, just because you're a subject matter expert, you have to practice because you can talk about a topic and go on and on and on and on and forget that your audience is out there. So it's important to prepare as an introvert and to practice. And I know we do that very well. Introverts always love to prepare. They can always practice at a very, very high level compared to sometimes extroverts who just like to wing it. So right. it's very important that we take advantage of our strength. And if your strength is... Um, preparation. If your strength is having spreadsheets or diagrams or or process, you know, processes that you put in place, great. Put it together, practice it over and over and over again, and then record yourself practicing it. Because as you record yourself, you can start seeing some of the nuances that can come out. So when you put all those two together and you practice and you practice, not only does it become secondhand nature because yeah. you're a subject matter expert, but the way you deliver become secondhand nature now you understand it you've refined it you've practiced it and i'm sure your wife can david your wife can tell uh the audience at times how many times they had to practice a script over and over and over and over again until the audience believed that mm -hmm. they were living that script that's the, that's so important it's not just memorizing i think memorizing is important so you know exactly what's going to happen but it's about doing it so much that where people they felt like they were in it with you, if that makes yep. sense. Yeah, it does. And I think that's why it's not as easy of a craft or skill that many would think it would could, could be. Hey, I can all I can act. No, not necessarily. There, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just about memorizing, as you mentioned earlier, Dan. It's also about invoking that feeling and how do you convey that message, that script, that persona that you're taking on to where it's believable. And if you do it enough, it'll get to the point where you actually will realize this is who I am. I'm meant to be on stage. And that's why Dan said it's important to practice. Here's something else that I would throw out there. And by the way, practice cannot be misunderstood enough. You've got to practice your craft. I can't think of a musician out here who's playing in a, let's say, symphony, who's literally out there on stage not practicing their craft. I can't think of an athlete who does not practice his or her craft before they get out there on the greatest stage to compete. A 10-second race is it, all you're going to have, but you have months and months of practice. So if you're going to get on that stage, even if it's just once a month, once a year, take the time to practice. Take the time to know that you're going to be great at delivering what you want to say. That's important. You, you can be able to look at Dan set recording yourself for the tonality, for the pace, you, uh, am I making good body language or, or am I making good eye contact when I'm giving this presentation? All those things are super important. And this is why you've got to practice. I, I'm going to give something that might seem a little different, Dan, for people who are introverts, because you don't always want to have to work up to something. But why not look for more opportunities to speak? If you want to get better at something, look for opportunities to speak. It doesn't have to be at the workplace. Dan mentioned earlier, it could be Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. It could be your church group, community group. It could be you're, you're on a PTA board or something. You've got to find opportunities to speak. And it doesn't have to be this extravagant, long presentation. Sometimes it's five minutes, two minutes. Let me throw out a challenge. What's your elevator pitch? If you're in a networking group, if you're in a, a social gathering, can you tell other people who you are and what you do in 30 seconds or less? 
you've got to take the time to practice and you've got to look for opportunity to speak. It doesn't matter where it is. Find it. Look for it. Because you're not going to get better as a speaker, especially if you say, well, I'm an introvert. I've got all these stigmas against me. I've got all this, these ideas of who I can't be. Why not take the time to invest in yourself, practice, and get on as many stages as you can? We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. They all have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thank you, David. I, I like the, the call to action. If you're listening, and you doesn't matter if you're introvert, extrovert, ambivert, it doesn't matter what you believe or categorize yourself as. If you're listening, Dave just gave a call to action. Go out and practice. Go out and find those speaking engagements. And if you don't know where your speaking engagement is, Reach out to your HOA, reach out to your local community, reach out to your library, reach out to your Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. And just start volunteering and start reaching out and talking to them. And then the opportunity will come up to speak and volunteer to speak. Volunteer to speak at your local chamber, BNI, all that stuff. And what you're going to find out over time is that you're going to develop this muscle memory. The muscle memory is the comfortability of getting on stage. I don't care how many speeches I've done or Dave done. 
Dave has done in the past, I still have a a little nervousness when I get on stage. And I think there's a couple of things that we can do to help us as we move forward. Let's call these a little bit tips. First thing you need to do is after you practice and practice and practice and rehearse, you need to watch yourself to determine the nonverbal cues. And they talk about when it comes to communication, only 30% is verbal, 70% is nonverbal. And you need to look at that. What are your filler words? A lot of times, a lot of our filler words are, you know, you know, you know, you know, be honest with you. I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm listening to you. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So (laughs) by saying, do you know, I understand it it allows you to think about your next thing you're going to say, or it allows you to feel a little bit more comfortable as you project the next point. Try to leverage this thing called the pause. And if you pick up our book, Talk It Up, A Guide to Successful Public Speaking, it's on Amazon, you'll notice we actually have a section about the pause. Now, what pausing would do is pausing would allow you to think about your next, the next thing you're going to say, but it also allows the people to re-engage with you. Mm-hmm. It allows them to re-engage with you. When you pause, they're like, wait, what's going on? What's, what, what, what did I miss? What's happening? They'll lean back in with you. And there's times I've done this with, with the dogs that we foster and our kids love helping us foster and rehabilitate dogs is that when we pause, they would turn around and look at you and say, Hey, where's the next command? Well, what's happening next? And it's important to pause. Pause will give you a chance to get yourself right. Get the audience to get reengaged with you allow you to get your next thought. And it comes across as strength as, as authoritative. When you pause, mm-hmm. get rid of the filler words and it'll give you master your body language. What do I do with my hands, Danny? What do I do? Do I cross Do I cross like this? Do I do that? Do I put my hands in my pocket? Do I just do this all the time? What do I do with my hands? So it's important to ask yourself, what am I doing with my body? At times, you'll hmm. see a speaker do this. Put their hands together like this. And it's okay to do that. And I think it is great to every now and then have something that gets you reset as a speaker. Not necessary for the audience. If this is going to give you an opportunity to reset and you pause to think about your next point, it actually shows strength. Yeah. It shows confidence. It shows that you are the one that's going to be leading the, this process and people are going to follow you. I think it's important. And breathing. Yeah. No matter what you do, Dave talked about the, the, the professional musician. And you think about the actor. You think about any profession out there. Just breathe. Mm. Just breathe. When you take a deep breath and you are oxygenating your body and your brain needs as much oxygen as possible, it's going to give you that much more energy when you project yourself. If you're doing shallow breathing, hunched over, you're doing shallow breathing because you're just, you're nervous, you're, you're, you're hunching over, you're going to come across squeaky, no energy, mm-hmm. very low tone. You want to have that fire and it takes a lot of breathing. Yeah. I've been doing the Wim Hof method, Dave, as you know, and uh, it's been great first thing in the morning to get your breathing in and to do it even before you go to bed if you have to, but it gives you that much more energy. And of course, when you combine it with ice baths, that's a no a whole level of, met- <laughs> of mental strength, but the breathing is very important. When you breathe deep, you can complete your sentence. Can you imagine doing a sentence halfway? You have to stop and breathe again because you just didn't have enough breath. Mm. And then two more things, visualization before you go on stage, you have to yes. visualize how your performance is going to go, yeah. what the audience is going to look like, what they're going to say. 
And one of the things I like to do is I like to always visualize a successful speech. Yes. I like to visualize my confidence on the stage. I like to visualize the atmosphere. And at times I go on the stage before everyone else because I want to feel the room. Mm. I want to imagine my steps. I want to imagine giving a strong point and then looking at members of the audience. I like to imagine all of that. You can't do that if you don't. No. If you don't get there early, you got to get the earliest speakers. Don't get there late. And then also, as I like to visualize the happiness of people's faces. So I'll talk to people in the audience be, way before I, I speak and I'll see where they're sitting at because I want to look at them. And then the last thing they do is smile. We can get to a point so, so scared and so nervous, so fearful to, to speak that we forget to smile. Mm. And my my wife would tell me that Danny, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to celebrate the small wins every single day. I don't care what it is. You have to, if you can't celebrate the small wins, the big wins will seem great, but then you're, you want to move on to the next thing because you're not really satisfied. So it's important mm -hmm. to celebrate the small wins. And one of the things you do as a speaker, you have to smile. When you yes. smile, you invite people into your speech. When you smile, you invite people into that authenticity that you're delivering. When you smile, people forget that you're an introvert. I have to remind myself all the time, smile. And when you're yeah. smiling, it not only invites people in, it gets more out of your voice. It gets more out of your body. And it gets people to say, I can trust you. You mm -hmm. have to disarm the audience. A lot of times people come to hear you speak, if it's for free or they paid $1,000 or $2,000 to hear you speak, you got you to gotta disarm them. It's like, why mm -hmm. did I pay $500 to go hear David speak? Why did I pay $500 to hear Danny speak? What? I could have done this on my own. I could have went on YouTube. You could do a lot of things on your own as an audience member. But when you smile, that can make me think, you know, I can't get authenticity across on the internet like I can being in person. In fact, I can't get that same authenticity when I meet David and shake his hand. When I meet Danny and, and, and say, man, that was awesome. There's that difference. It's that smiling that people want. It's that invitation that they, they want. So couple of tips I've talked about before. Try to avoid the fillers, the ums and ands and the you knows. Uh, we do that all the time, um and you know. We do. Uh, mm -hmm. Make sure you look at your body language. How are you projecting yourself? Are you having your arms crossed, which means I'm defensive. I'm worried that you're going to judge me as a speaker, so I'm going to protect myself before I speak. Are you using your hands all over the place? Do you have your hands in your pocket? What do you have? Breathing. Are you taking the deep breaths that you're supposed to take before you go on stage? Take the deep breaths. I want you to have that energy. Visualizing. Are you using visualization as a powerful tool to help you to have a successful speech? And then yeah. finally, at the end of the day, just smile and everything smile. would be all right. Well, I appreciate you sharing all those things, Dan. It's so true. We didn't want to overwhelm you with all these ideas, all these thoughts. This is why it's important to get yourself involved in a coaching program, a training program. Here's the deal. Whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, public speaking matters. You can't afford, if you are a leader on any level of responsibility that you might have, to not work on this skill set. We help introverts develop authentic confidence through coaching, training, workshops, digital products, our books, our journals, our podcast programs. Why? So that they can thrive without having to change who they really are. So that companies, individuals can say, 
This is going to help bring the best out of the people that serve not only our clients, but also our best interests. You've got to invest in yourself. You are incredible. You're all, you've got to be authentic. Lean into your strengths. And if you work on these things, we promise you, you're going to get more comfortable being on stage. You're going to enjoy speaking more. Yes, you'll still have to find time when you get off stage to get re-energized, but you're going to enjoy speaking more and you're going to see the value of this impact every area of your life. So from my brother and I, we want to say, enjoy the end of this year. Go after 2024 in this way that you've never done before. Invest in your speaking, invest in your own development, and let's see you on more stages. Keep speaking, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.